Welcome back to the Real Madrid podcast for this midweek update. And the good news for Solari is that gradually the injury list is beginning to shrink. Tony Cruz will be back for the Copa del Rey tie tonight with Girona. A welcome return for one of Europe's most consistent players in his position. And what did they miss? Well, in his absence, any player with a 93.84% passing accuracy is going to be missed, and he certainly was. Marcos Llorente, who was one of the few to emerge over the last few months with a reputation enhanced, also returns to the squad. Good news also for Mariano, who has been plagued with this sciatic nerve injury. He could be back within two weeks. Asensio Abel will be back in the squad next week. Ahmed Rodriguez continues to hold significant presence in the media. He returned to the fold, remember, with 12 minutes against Hoffenheim for Bayern Munich. His father has been talking about his current state of mind. He's comfortable, he said, in Munich. He's feeling fit and very strong. He is also very aware of the interest in him from other clubs, but also aware that he knows that he can't rely on past glories. He must create new experiences and new memories now. And he knows, too, that if he plays well, then there could be a return to Real Madrid. And it's very clear, isn't it, when you look back at all of the quotes that have been attributed to Rodriguez over recent months that's given the choice, his first option has always been a return to Real Madrid. Isco, it seems, will continue to play the long game, insisting that he's now accepted that he won't play any significant role under Solari, but also insisting that Solari will not break his resolve to succeed at Madrid. He's again reiterated his desire to remain and will only ask to leave if Solari remains in charge beyond the end of this season. Bernd Schuster, the former player and manager, pulled no punches yesterday when he was asked about Marcelo's situation. In all the teams, he said, that I've been involved with over the years, he said you have three or four players who have weight issues and Marcelo is one of those. He gets fat very quickly and he needs to be monitored, especially when he has been injured. Now, Paolo Dybala has been on the agenda for as long as Mauro Icardi, and with Perez beginning to tire of seemingly being played one against the other by Icardi and his agent wife Wanda, attentions have turned back to Dybala, who's having a somewhat testing season, just two goals in Serie A and five more in Champions League, three of those against young boys. Maybe it said a move is now needed to reinvigorate him. His current deal with Juventus runs until 2022. Remember, Juventus have had interest in Isco for a considerable time. And, of course, there's the Marcelo situation. Uh, The last thing they want to see is Isco going to Inter, who've just registered their interest. But the big stumbling block here for any sale of Dybala is finding an adequate replacement. Mandzukic and Ronaldo well into their 30s. And before any sale, a replacement will need to be sourced. Now, this might be of interest to Isco. The names of those being linked to the coaching role next season are well known, of course. Uh, quietly, behind the scenes, Perez is getting more and more impressed with the job that Solari is doing, seeing how he's brought through some of the new, young, next generation and embedding them into the squad and team. 
And add to that, too, the former untouchables. Well, he's shown that nobody is assured of anything under his regime. Isco, of course, Casemiro and Marcelo have all found that out. So the big question is, could Perez surprise everyone and keep Solari in charge next season. Uh, keep an eye on the Marcus Rashford situation. Since the arrival of Erdogan Solskjaer at Manchester United, he's blossomed seven goals in the last 10 games and his eight in 20 in the Premier League is already ahead of last season. Now Madrid have been monitoring him for of course most of this season and although they've been knocked back once, they haven't been put off. Rashford is currently on around and about 75k a week with Manchester United keen to double that to tie up Rashford for a significant period of time. Madrid, though, could easily match that. And then, of course, there's the almost certain guarantee that he would be playing Champions League football next season at Bernabeu and the temptation to join some of the most exciting young emerging talent. Uh, Vinicius, Rodrigo, of course, who arrives in the summer, Palacios potentially as well. Well, all of that could prove quite appealing. Well, the Acadi soap opera does roll on. Inter have presented him with a new contract, and now the issue is not about the amount of pay that he's going to be getting, but the release clause set at around 200 million, up from the current 110. And he knows that if he sides it, he is effectively signing for his career, which is the reason that this has been turned down. Madrid's offer of 80 million, though, is still short of the 110 release clause, and that impasse is now growing. Well, Marcelo's situation appears to be worsening as well. We've already mentioned what uh, Schuster said on record yesterday. Uh, there have been, of course, the series of poor performances well below the standard that he has set himself. And the issues off-field are beginning to find a way into the public domain. It's alleged that there was an angry exchange between Solari and Marcelo after he refused to weigh himself. The reason being quite simple. It's alleged that he is said to be carrying excess weight, which uh, he, of course, denies. Peacemaker on this occasion was Sergio Ramos. It'll be interesting to see what role Marcelo has over the course of the next few games. Bernardo Silva, who has been linked with a Madrid move potentially in the summer, was quoted on his future. I still have three and a half years on my contract at Manchester City. He said, I'm happy at City, and if they want to renegotiate my contract, I am open to doing that. The words then of a player who seems to be genuinely happy where he is. An update now on the Karim Benzema situation. He's decided not to be operated on this week after further scans revealed he hasn't fractured his finger and he will be available for the upcoming fixtures. Now, Solari rarely gives individual praise, but he's been talking about the progression of Vinicius, and he didn't hold back in his praise either. He's taking big steps, he said. He always had the talent. We knew that. And how he's performed, especially in Bernabeu, dealt with the pressure, has been admirable. He has great self-confidence and is clearly enjoying every moment. But we must all remember that he is still 18 years of age. And after this great start, we must make sure that he maintains his progression. A few in the Madrid media were getting very excited in the last 24 hours over the fact that Mo Salah had closed all of his social media accounts after posting that somewhat cryptic tweet, 2019 resolution 
Time to get in touch for real. Or Real, who knows? However, highly unlikely a player of his standing would be quite as brazen in an attempt to actually alert Madrid that he was interested in joining. More than likely, he's just simply fed up with social media and, of course, the criticisms and accusations. Perez believes Real Madrid may have found the new Gareth Bale. His name, Samu Chukwueze, a 19-year-old Nigerian attacking midfield player who has made a significant impact since making his debut for Villarreal this season. His form has led to a first full cap with Nigeria that in November he played in a nil-nil draw with Uganda. His contract is up in June. Madrid are said to already be in negotiations to buy and look out for him too at AFCON 2019 this year in Egypt if he's selected. Another said to be moving up the agenda as Madrid look to tighten their defence is Marquinhos, the 24-year-old in his sixth season in Paris since moving from Roma, has already made 33 full appearances for the national team. His contract is up in 2022. As for Costle, PSG, remember, paid $35 million for him back in 2013, so expect to pay double at least. And if you add in the potential other arrivals and those already there, Milita, Tao, Ramos, Moser, and of course Varane's there, although he is likely to be the one who is sacrificed if those two arrive, then it is a very impressive set of defenders as well. Now, Nabil Fekir still has his heart set on a move away from Lyon, the club that he's been with since 2011. But for one reason or another, the move has not yet materialised. And all of the Premier League interest over the last year seems to have melted away somewhat. He continues to plod on nine goals this season across the competitions and with a contract up in 2020. Lyon may just decide to cut their losses and see if they can move him out this month. Former Madrid goalkeeping legend Iker Casillas has been offering his view on the potential siding of Militao. He is, he said, a very mature character despite his youth. He has immense power in the air and is highly versatile. As well as playing central defender, he can play it right back or I've even seen him playing well as a defensive midfielder. Now, more talk on Christian Eriksen's signing, for which some in Spain's media is all but a done deal. The price between 70 and 75 million pounds, that is, uh, which is noted is half of what Coutinho cost. And a look at the stats leaves them even more enthused. Coutinho managed 54 goals and 45 assists. That was in 201 games. Eriksen has scored 62 and gave 78 assists in 253. And if those stats excite you, then if you convert them, it means that Coutinho was involved in a goal every 150 minutes. Ericsson in 145. And just staying on that deal as well, Madrid would love to bring the price down as well and include James Rodriguez in the deal. Now, after the latest comments by Modric that he will stay for the duration of his contract and was looking to retire in Madrid, it seems that Inter may finally have given up hope of signing him and they've switched instead their interest to Isco, which could be potentially very good news for Madrid, as with Juve's interest there as well, it could force the price up. 
Well, it's been a busy week as well for Eden Hazard in the media. He'd been quite quiet of late, but he'd been beginning to shift around a little uncomfortably with all of the interest in the likes of Christian Eriksen and a stream of other names, including De Bruyne and indeed Bernardo Silva. So he appeared in France football, uh, didn't shy away from any Madrid-related questions. Would I like to sign for Madrid, he said. Why not? I didn't ever hear from Zidane. Madrid without Zidane is a different team, but it is still Real Madrid. But he went on, I've won everything in England by the community shield, but that doesn't mean to say that I'm leaving. I've always said I want to try something different after England, but there are things that will make me stay. However, of course, in the days since that interview, we've had Sari's quotes that Hazard might be a good player, but he is far from being a leader on the pitch. Words that won't have gone down well, whether those were just time to get a performance out of him in the second leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final against Tottenham. Well, we will see tonight. Now, you might have seen earlier in the week, Madrid's newest Brazilian wonder kid, Rodrigo, was off to a flying start for Brazil in the South American Under-20 Championships. He scored two fine goals in the victory over Venezuela. Remember, it was suggested that Madrid might try to bring him from Santos earlier than June. Sampioli, of course, has also countered that with the suggestion that Madrid uh, might like to allow him to stay at least for the duration of of 2019 and as for those south american under 20 championships brazil may not even make the final stage venezuela who they beat by two goals to one with those two goals from rodrigo have already advanced they are top of group a but brazil sit down in third place they were beaten by chile so chile in second place in that group on four points brazil third on four points colombia fourth on four points but brazil do have an easier final game they play bolivia on friday with chile playing colombia bolivia are winless at the bottom of the group and that just about wraps it up then for the midweek update from the real madrid podcast we will be back with the review of the weekend on monday until then from me tim capel bye-bye for now